Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This program is called 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is a warning from God. We're going to start in Mark chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Verse 14. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. If you sin against your brother, your brother has something against you. And Jesus said, Before you bring your offering to God, you must go to your brother and make things right with him. He also said, If he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. If he does not come to you and confess his sin to you, you may not have the opportunity to forgive him. You cannot leave out the ifs in God's word. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. If you remain faithful unto death, Jesus will give you a crown of life. Jesus said in Matthew 7, It is not those who say, Lord, Lord, that's Christians, but those who do the will of my Father, who will inherit the kingdom of God. He said, Many will come to me in that day, saying, Lord, Lord, have we not done many wonderful works in your name? And then I will say to them, Depart from me, you who work iniquity. Clearly, these are Christians, people who call Jesus Lord, who are committing iniquity and not repenting. In 1 John 2, we read, My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk, just as he walked. If you love me, Jesus said, keep my commandments. If you are not keeping his commandments, being led by the Holy Spirit each day, denying yourself, your desires, your own self-will, to do the will of the Father, to keep Jesus' words, then you don't love him. Let's turn to Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silence, my bones grew old, through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. 
I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. If we transgress Jesus' commandments, we must confess our sin to him. We must have godly sorrow and repentance and turn away from our sin. Then, through the grace of God given to us in the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the blood of Jesus will purge our conscience and we will walk on with a clear conscience, justified from sin. If we say it's all covered by Jesus' sacrifice and we claim justification without repentance, then we are still in sin, just as though we refuse to go to our brother in repentance when we have sinned against him. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 2 through 5. Jesus is talking to the seven churches in Asia. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my namesake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Jesus is clearly judging the churches in Revelation 2 and 3 and warning them that if they do not repent of certain things, there will be severe consequences. He said, I know your works, and there were certain works that were not pleasing to him of which he commanded them to repent. In Revelation 2, 16 and 17, Jesus said, Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. If everything is covered and all your evil works are already forgiven and there is no judgment for them, then why did Jesus command the churches to repent of their evil deeds? In verses 21 through 23, we read, And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Clearly, Jesus is addressing evil works in these passages, as well as good works, promising rewards for both. Jesus Christ is not only our Savior, but he is also our judge, and he will give unto every one of us according to all our works. If we have repented of our sins, then we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, and we will not be judged for those sins, as they are washed white as snow and blotted out of the books. The books will be opened at the judgment, and we will be rewarded according to what is written in the books. Revelation 3, verses 2 and 3. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Revelation 3, 8-10. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, 
for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my commandments and persevered, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Here we see that the Lord will reward good unto those who have done good. Revelation three, fourteen through 19 And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eyesal, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent." To say that we are forever forgiven is a lie. Forgiveness is forever for those who repent and believe Jesus' sacrifice for their sins. He died for our sins. 1 John 1, 5-10 This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us who walk not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In Romans eight thirteen and 14, we read, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you live after the flesh, you will die, practicing the works of the flesh. But if you through the Spirit do put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. And just as he did in the Garden of Eden, speaking to Eve about partaking of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, so Satan says to Christians concerning Romans 8.13, You won't die. You are forever forgiven. You are under grace. Let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 22. Because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Ezekiel 18, verse 30. Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die? O house of Israel, for I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, 
says the Lord God. Therefore turn and live. Ezekiel 18, verse 4. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father, as well as the soul of the Son, is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Jesus said in Matthew 10, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Do we fear him? Do you fear him? Do you believe this? Do you believe that God will destroy your soul if you sin and won't repent? Or do you say, all my sins are forgiven, past, present, and future? My friend, there is no such thing as a future sin. A sin must be committed in order to exist and in order for it to be forgiven according to the words that I've just read you and many other words throughout the scriptures. You must confess your sin to God. You must come to God. John the Baptist came preaching the baptism of repentance before Jesus came. When Jesus came, he said, Repent. Hebrews 10, verse 26. For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. In 1 John 3, verses 7 and 8, we read, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins or practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Thank you, Father. I am God Almighty. Those of you who are listening to my servant Rob, speak my words to you this day. Humble yourselves before me. Humble yourselves and consider my words. I love you. I love you. That's why I'm rebuking you. That's why I'm warning you this day. It is not to condemn you, but to save your souls alive, says the living God. 